You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Are you ready to do some uh, mailbag here, John? Let's do it. All right, mailbag. H O U mailbag at gmail.com. We take your mailbag questions uh, each and every week. We've got about a half dozen of them here. Um, first one's from our guy Chris in the ATL in Atlanta. Um, he says that. Um, for real or Fugazi? He's giving you a for real or Fugazi, John. I like that when the uh, mailbag combines it. He said, for real or Fugazi, the scramble and completion by Stroud to a diving Nico in their last scoring drive on second and 14 was the most impressive play of the season by C.J. Stroud. Mm, I mean, boy, I, I will say for real because I can't think, go back over the whole season. Yeah, people have marveled him, at that as much as anything this year. It it's right there in the comments. The play that Watson made in the playoffs against Buffalo when he got sandwiched and, and completed the pass and then the one where he got kicked in the eye against the Raiders and threw the touchdown pass that play by that play was not a touchdown of course but it was amazing some people thought he threw it away I did when he threw it but listening to him explain where he was throwing to a spot when he saw Nico lean to turn and right and it worked out perfectly yep Nico described it on the post game with us he said yeah man just scramble drill Saw my guy throw it up. I said, hey, I think I can go get that. And he went and got it. We asked Nick this same question today. I asked him, I said, hey, if I played word association, and I said, sick C.J. Stroud throw, you know, like a badass C.J. Stroud throw, what's the first one that pops into your head? And he thought, and he said, well, I mean, the one to open the game on Saturday, it's basically like a 75-yard handoff is what he said. <laughs> um, the one to Nico Collins, it was so well thrown. He, the other one he added to it when he had a chance to think about it was the Jacksonville, the first Jacksonville game early in the game, the one that CJ dropped in the bucket in between three defenders to Tank Dell down at the goal line there. That, that was which, a great one. That yeah. was a great one because that, and I'll tell you why that one was important, John. The Texans were 0 2 at the time, and that was still early in that Jacksonville game. And if you remember in that Jacksonville game, Calvin Ridley dropped a touchdown pass. Otherwise, Jacksonville goes up 7 0 in that game, and maybe that game starts to play out a little bit differently. But he dropped the pass. The the Jags don't score. And and then that allowed the Texans to take a lead in, in that game. And they led the whole day after that. So um, I, I thought it was a really good answer. Uh, Chris also says, says I'm throwing in a, uh, a fun for real or Fugazi. But John probably already covered it. Steichen not handing the ball off to Taylor on fourth and one is one of the dumbest things that John – has ever seen. I sure as hell thought so, he says. For real or Fugazi? I think that's for real, even though they had done better run defense in the fourth quarter and Taylor was hurting. The fact of the matter is he is their best player. 
and you took the ball out of the best player's hands and you put it into a quarterback who wasn't playing very well. They had great control of, of Gardner Minshew and you throw it to a running back who had six catches in the year. And yes, it was open and yes, he should have ca- caught it. But the reason he didn't because they went with the wrong guy. Yep. Um, all right, John, uh, this is from Hector. He says, if you were Bobby Slowick, which of the openings would you, which of the job openings would you be going after the hardest? Which one would you already know going into the interview? I'm not saying yes to these guys. So like each end of the spectrum of the six openings, and I guess just for the purposes of the audience, for the audience's sake, the six openings right now are uh, Carolina, Las Vegas, the Chargers, Washington, Atlanta, and as of about an hour or two ago, Tennessee. Those are the six openings that currently exist. Which one would you be going after the hardest if you were Bobby Slowick? Uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, because they do have Justin Herbert, and yes, they have cap issues, but you can always work those out. The second one would be Atlanta. Falcons have a good defense. They have a really good running game, and they have some good skill position players. They need one position, a quarterback, and there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks available, whether they're in the draft or veterans moving around, and uh, that would be my second choice after the the Chargers. And I don't, and I think Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank feels like a decent owner, right? I mean, yeah, I, they haven't had a, a ton owner. of success. Yeah, but, but he lets his guys do their thing, right? He does. Yep. Yeah. Stays um, out of it. Class act. Yep. I think the the second question, which one, if you were Bobby Slow, could you already know going into the interview? I'm definitely not saying yes to these guys, but you're just doing the interview to do the interview. I think we covered that. That's got to be Experience, Carolina, right? And that would be Carolina. Ever? Yeah. Ever, that's, all young guys might be using that one. Yep, absolutely. All right, our guy JR in Spicewood checks in. Hey, guys, great win. I'm going to need plastic surgery to remove the smile from my face. Uh, that being said, we can we have to do a better job of not getting stupid penalties. Mr. I'm all pro, Laramie Tunsil, cannot continue to shoot the team in the foot. If he is as good as he says he is, he shouldn't need to jump before the snap. Love the show. Welcome to the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – I think I had that right. Is that well, not all pro? The all pro team had come out and went to a Super Bowl when you're right. right. Well, he was he was saying on in the loop he should be all pro. Is is yeah. it Laramie Tunsil was? Yeah. Well, is that, pro is ball, what that is? Pro Bowl and and players don't put as much stock in that like they used to. Yeah, they put it into the all pro team. That's where most of their bonuses come from. It's a 50 man panel of writers, former coaches, general managers, players who are in the media who vote on that, and that is much more accurate and more prestigious. And I don't know if Laramie – I don't think he's been first-team All-Pro. He might have been second. Mm -hmm. But uh, to me, you're either first-team or you're not. So I think one of the reasons he does that, he's trying to overcompensate in that game because he's got a knee and a groin injury. But it's been an issue for him forever, and he's trying to get the jump on the – usually the opponent's best best pass rusher. All right, I got three more, John. Ryan from the Shug. I think the Suge is Sugarland, but I like that. The Suge. Suge. The Suge. The um, land, but that's Cleveland. Yeah, 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 right, right. The Suge. Um, he says, you guys are the real MVPs. Thanks for a great season of the Utopia podcast. You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> he says, um, uh, the Texans made the playoffs. He said, the Texans made the playoffs! Ex- exclamation point. There you go. Okay. He said, I'm thinking back to Sean after the Titans game when Dalton Schultz grabbed the ball out of the defender's hands paraphrasing here but i think sean said looking back this might have been a season saving catch end quote just pause on that i i it may have been in retrospect a season saving catch now that it took you know nine and eight wouldn't have gotten them into the playoffs 
Um, he says, what would you say are three season season saving plays from this past year? He says, I got tickets to the game on Saturday. Hopefully we don't see any orange in NRD. Let's go Texans. John, can you, other than the Dalton Schultz catch, do you have other plays that come into mind for you? I've got a couple that pop into yeah, my head. Yeah, I think that that pass to Nico Collins in which he should have been sacked and he ran around back there yep. uh, for the first down. I think that was a great one. Another one he was great because they don't show this on TV, but like on the Nico Collins touchdown pass, he got clobbered. Yes. As soon as he threw the ball, he was clobbered. He knew the guy was coming. At the one down the middle, on the winning drive, he got clobbered again. He just threw a rocket. He's to so Collins, who tough. had the horse, talk, horse, horse collar tackle. Uh, to me, the play to to uh, Nico on the sideline, the play to Dalton Schultz where he did take it away from the guy, that was yep. a humongous play by him. And um, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, they had I got it. Kaimi Fairbairn's 54-yard field goal at the end of overtime to beat the yep. Titans so they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or it would have finished in a tie, and it would have been a little harder to make the playoffs for sure. Um, the uh, I had three that popped into my head just reading this question. Um, one is not the touchdown to Tankdale in the Tampa Bay game at the end, but the play before it that set up the touchdown was – I mean, one of the most incredible throws of the season from Stroud to Dell getting into that little soft spot in between the safety and the corner and setting up that touchdown in the last 15 seconds of a game where if they lose that game, they're, if they lose that game, then they're three and five to start the season, you know, which is three and five, a lot different than four and four to start the season. So I think of that really both of those Dell plays at the end, um, Cincinnati, the, the play to Noah Brown to set up uh, – what's the guy? What was the kid's name? Manicotti. Amendola. <laughs> um, the, the, remember the play to Noah Brown to set up the field goal, John, where Noah Brown caught it and broke a couple tackles and got about 10 extra yards yep. to make it a much more makeable field goal? Yep. I think that one, and I think the Jimmy Ward interception to close out the Denver game was a save-the-season play, too. You're tied with Denver in the standings. You're 6-5 and five in that game. Seven and five, so much different than six and six at that stage of the season. Um, but that's a what a great question. That is, I mean, and, and John, it goes to show you that you and I, that you and I are coming up with a half dozen of them like this, goes to show you a just how many close games they played in, and b just how competitive they were this year. You know, like they, this has been fun. They've been in the playoff hunt all year long, and they wake up division champions on in, after week eighteen. I'm going to make a amazing. column out of that once the season is over. Yeah, absolutely. All right, two more, John Griff in Midtown. Of the following possibly available QBs this offseason, which do you think will be most sought after? Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Kyler Murray's not going to be available. He's okay. they've already said they're keeping him. I think Justin Fields will be traded, but Kirk Cousins has done things those other guys have never done, and they're talking about trying to keep him in Minnesota, and he's 
trying to figure if he wants a hometown discount because he's made so much money. And uh, but I would say Kirk Cousins. Cousins of those three. Yeah. I would say he's a free agent, right, John? Cousins? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd say Fields only because I think a team might trade for Fields if the Bears are of mind to take Caleb Williams. Do you think Fields do you think Fields gets traded this offseason, John? I do. Yeah. He's got one more year, and if he does well, you got to sign him to a monster contract yeah. where you can take Caleb Williams or Drake May, and you got him for four years or three if you wanted to sign him to an extension early and you don't wait to wait to pick up the fifth year option. Yeah. I think yes, they're going that way. And Phil's through for a hundred and something yards Sunday. And and he just is not consistent. All these people around the country, oh, they keep the Justin Fields I keep hearing people talking about is not the one I'm reading about. And I have to admit yeah. I don't watch him play, but they're talking about that Caleb Williams could be one of the all time top prospects. Justin Fields is not. No, no. I I'm skeptical about any QB who's a throwing QB going to Chicago, though. That's that's a horrible that's the place. Truth. To go. It's a terrible yeah. place. That's terrible why they place. don't ever have a guy throw, going back throughout their history. They've never had a great touchdown passing quarterback who threw a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if C- Caleb Williams camp has made as much noise as any top quarterback about being choosy about where they, you know, not you're not choosy because they don't really choose, but at least like raising a ruckus in trying to get to the right place. I would do it to not go to Chicago if I were him. If you're if, they, if you're mind to try to manipulate where you go, if Chicago has the first pick, then you better press that button and go ahead and start manipulating. You know what I mean? Or you tell them, I'll be happy to come there, but I want that new stadium to have a roof on it. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Caleb Williams gets a roof on the stadium, and then he becomes a, a bust. Lot, that would be a difference maker. Yep. All right, last one, John. This is from Frank. He said the Texan schedule got a whole lot harder with them winning the AFC South, they pick up Baltimore, Kansas City, and Dallas on next year's schedule. Where do you guys fall in that dynamic? Are you more excited about the marquee games, or are you more nervous that there's a few more losses possibly on the schedule? John, which school of thought are you when it comes to playing a first-place schedule? Well, first of all, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the playoffs and the Browns, and yes, it's going to be a lot tougher, and they could be a better team and have a lesser record. You know, when they played in 2020, that first four games were brutal. And then O'Brien got fired because they kept getting pounded. And then they played Jacksonville, Romeo Cornell won. But it depends on how they line them up. You know, Arizona was the extra game this year. Now they get a trip to to Arlington against the Cowboys as the extra game because they're playing the NFC North. But if you want to win and you want to be a big boy, you got to play with a big boy. So why not? They're going to have so many primetime games, and I would love to see them playing on th- at 3.30 on Thanksgiving afternoon. Cowboys, Texans, Dak Prescott, oh. C.J. Stroud. Don't tempt me with a good time. John, I'll just put, I'll, I'll put this in perspective. By the way, uh, Frank, I am the, I'm in the excited about the marquee games category. I love looking at If you have a good enough team, you're going to win your share of games. Let's go have some fun and watch some big marquee matchups, get some primetime games get some crowds back in the stadium, all that stuff. John, I'll put this in perspective for you because it's not just that they play a really hard schedule next year. They played a pretty easy schedule this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, hey, it's hard this year, but it's a little harder. It's like, no, you were playing like a, you know, like the equivalent of one of the three easiest in the NFL. Yeah, you're playing like a, a group of five schedule this year, and now you're in the SEC next year is what it is kind of. So, um. Who would you say – I would say the best quarterbacks the Texans played this year were Lamar Jackson for sure, 
Joe Burrow for sure. Who's the third best quarterback they played this year? Do you think? And I'll just fire some names out there. You think it's Trevor Lawrence? Okay. I can't Trevor remember Lawrence. who else they played. Baker Mayfield. Um, they played uh, Russell Wilson. They played Bryce Young. They played Desmond Ritter. Derek Carr. They played Derek Carr, John. Ooh, Derek Carr. Um, they played Gardner Minshew a couple of times. They played Will Levis a couple of times. They played Joe Flacco uh, down the stretch. Point being, they played a schedule this year where the third best quarterback they played, let's say it's Trevor Lawrence, lost five of six down the stretch and is being vilified in his city right now. That's the third best quarterback they played on their schedule this year. Next season, John, they play all three Pro Bowl quarterbacks from the AFC, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Tua, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, and the first alternate, Josh Allen. They play all four of those guys. Oh, yeah, who else do they play? Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, uh, who am I missing? Uh, let's see, they cross over. Oh, Jared Goff, he's pretty good. He's, he's, been, he's been really good. Jordan Love, 18 touchdowns, one interception the second half of the year. They, Caleb I mean, Williams with the Bears. It could be Caleb Williams with the Bears, yeah. Or if Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, either one of them are, you know, like are competent or, you know, we don't know what Williams is, but it'll be exciting for him to come to NRG Stadium. My point being with all this is that the the eighth best quarterback they play next year might easily be the third best quarterback they would have played this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. They lost to Zach Wilson. Yeah. 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 They sure did. 